Welcome to the drdavidmarlin.com Stable Science Podcast. I'm Dr. David Marlin, and along with a great team of experts, I'm helping horse owners and riders achieve optimal performance for their much-loved horses. In these podcasts, we will discuss science-led research, technology, information, and advice to help you care for your horses so they may live healthier, happier, and longer lives. To support the podcast and all our research and science for horses, go to our website, www.drdavidmarlin.com, and to learn more about what we do and the hot topics under discussion, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi, in this podcast, I'm going to talk about hoof supplements and treatments, because if we run a survey, we'll find that it's pretty common for people to be either feeding a hoof supplement of some kind or applying uh, some sort of external treatment, uh, or, or often in both. Uh, so, hoof supplements for horses and ponies, often used with the aim of improving the quality of the horn, the strength, uh, or the growth rate. And they typically contain a mix of vitamins, minerals, and other nutrients that uh, are supposed or believed, or perhaps have been shown to promote hoof health. Now, there's also many external treatments that are applied to the foot, typically with the aim of making the hoof look better, uh, or in the belief that it may make the hoof harder or stronger. But in reality, the hoof strength is primarily determined during the growth of the horn. However, hoof dressings can reduce uh, moisture loss, and may help in some cases with cracking. So in this podcast, I'm going to review some of the ingredients most commonly found in hoof supplements. And it's probably going to be no surprise to anyone listening that I'm going to start by talking about biotin. 
and biotin's a vitamin. Um, it's sometimes referred to as vitamin H. It's normally made for horses by bacteria in their hindgut if the gut is healthy. Um, and biotin is something that has long been associated with the idea of if you feed it, you will get better hoof quality. And it has, has actually been proven that feeding additional biotin, a minimum of uh, around 20 milligrams per day per 500 kilos, uh, improves the quality of horn produced in horses where horn quality uh, was sort of not very good to start with. And subsequent uh, clinical trials found that when biotin was fed at even higher rates, uh, this was at, at 0.12 milligrams per kilogram. Uh, so for a 500 kilogram horse, that would be 0.12 times 500, which is 60 milligrams per day. So three times in the previous study I was mentioning, it improved hoof growth rate. And there are a number of uh, references uh, for this work. Um, and um, those are going to be available in uh, the the links at the bottom of the podcast afterwards so you can have a look at those references if you want to the next ingredient uh, that's commonly found in hoof supplements that i'm going to talk about is msm or to give it its full name methyl sulfonylmethane now msm is an interesting one because it's uh, anti-inflammatory there's not a huge amount of uh, research on MSM in horses there is some uh, and it nearly got banned at least in uh, in some countries uh, this year earlier on in the UK uh, it was close to being banned as a feed ingredient uh, for horses that were competing but uh, that's fortunately been uh, not not gone through so we're still allowed to use MSM in hoof supplements and other supplements joint supplements quite commonly as well so msm although it doesn't sound very natural is a natural ingredient um, and it's got two important properties firstly it's a source of sulfur and sulfur is essential for the maintenance uh, and the repair of many structural tissues within the body such as skin and cartilage and horn so that's one of the reasons why we would want MSM in. But secondly, as we've already said, MSM itself has anti-inflammatory properties which make it ideal for using in problems uh, such as respiratory disease. It's in quite a few uh, respiratory supplements. Um, it helps reduce oxidative stress and it can also help in joint disease um, as well as with inflammation within the hoof. And again, there are a number of studies which we will put in the uh, after the podcast that you'll be able to uh, see in the additional information if you want to go and have a look at some of those references. Next ingredient I'm going to talk about is L-methionine. And L-methionine is one of the nine essential amino acids, which means that these must be obtained from the diet. Um, some amino acids the horse can make, but the nine essential ones they cannot make and they have to get these through their diet. And methionine is one of four amino acids that contains sulfur. Now, we've already talked about sulfur as being important. Um, and a little bit more detail here in terms of hair and hoof 
are composed mainly of a protein called keratin, which is high in both cysteine and methionine. Uh, and methionine is also essential for production of collagen, which is a major structural component in many tissues, including skin, tendons and bone. And interestingly, supplementation with methionine has been shown to improve hoof growth in cattle. Um, not any studies in horses that I'm aware of, um, but signs of methionine deficiency in, in any animals and people can include skin lesions and hair and nail loss. And several papers have actually suggested that methionine may be a limiting amino acid in horses. So again, these references will be at the end. Um, next one I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about a couple of the what we call micro minerals. Macro minerals are things like sodium, potassium and chloride. Micro minerals, things like iodine, selenium, um, but the two I'm going to talk about in relation to hoof uh, health and quality are zinc and copper. So firstly, starting with zinc, zinc plays a, a really crucial role in maintaining the health and integrity of ho horse hooves. It's involved in uh, a number of different aspects of, of cellular metabolism, including the synthesis of proteins like keratin, which we've already mentioned, which is a vital component of the hoof structure. Now, the general uh, recommendation for daily zinc intake for a mature 500 kilo horse is around somewhere between 400 and 700 milligrams of zinc per day. And it's also considered to be important to maintain a sort of ratio between zinc and copper of about three and a half to four and a half to one. Now, in terms of there are different forms in which you can feed uh, zinc, and it's thought that the and there is some evidence that organic sources of zinc, often uh, described as, for example, you might see them as zinc chelates, chelates, may have greater bioavailability than inorganic sources. Um, and low in the UK, uh, there are. Uh, and many parts of the world, there are low uh, soil zinc areas. Um, and, and these areas that are low in zinc also tend to be low in copper as well. Now, you can check out uh, the, the status of your soil, especially important if your horse is uh, grazing, uh, mainly getting it, it, its uh, minerals from pasture, or you're producing hay on your uh, fields, you can look on the, um, the UK uh, sort of, um, it's basically a soil map, if you like. It shows what minerals are in what cells in different parts of the country. And you can look up and see if you are in a low uh, zinc or copper area. And we'll put those links again in the resources to go with this podcast. Moving on to copper, copper is another essential mineral that plays a significant role in the health and integrity of the horse's feet. Um, again, like zinc, it's involved in a variety of different um, processes that are crucial to maintaining hoof structure and function. Now, copper is 
really important in connective tissue formation, specifically for the formation of what are called disulfide or sulfur-sulfur bridges in keratin, strengthening the hoof structure. We've, we've heard this protein keratin keep coming up and we've heard that sort of zinc, copper, sulfur have important roles in ensuring uh, sufficient keratin uh, production and the way in which that keratin is laid down to ensure good quality horn. Now, if you have a deficiency in copper, this can lead to weak and crumbly hooves that are prone to infections and diseases. Um, and an early sign that you may have a copper deficiency won't actually probably be in the feet, but more likely in the coat, because coat uh, colour is dependent on sufficient copper. So you might start to see patchy, patchy sort of lighter uh, areas of coat if you have a copper deficiency. Copper deficiency can actually also affect the colour of the horn. So if you, if you do see changes in the colour of your horse's feet, that could be a sign that you have a copper deficiency. Now, the recommended copper intake for a mature 500 kilo horse should be around 100 and 175 milligrams per day. Um, again, the same as zinc, organic sources of copper chelates may have better bio bioavailability than the inorganic sources, such as, for example, copper sulfate. And there are areas of the, the UK particularly that are low in copper, and these include East Anglia, Northern England, and Southern Central England. And again, we'll put the, the UK copper map link uh, in the resources for this podcast. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. A uh, couple more uh, microminerals. Manganese is the next one I want to talk about. Manganese, again, crucial to healthy hooves. It's low in grains and the amount provided by forage can vary dramatically. Um, in addition, manganese is poorly absorbed. So manganese deficiency is not uncommon. Now, the daily recommended intake for a mature 500 kilo horse is similar to zinc, 400 to 700 milligrams per day. And again, as with uh, zinc and copper, chelates probably are going to be a better choice compared with uh, organic, sorry, inorganic sources of manganese. 
And there are large areas of the UK that are relatively low in manganese. As we've said, the the soil manganese or for all of these micro minerals is going to be important if your horse is getting, uh, you know, is only at pasture, not go getting any supplemental feeds or uh, mineral balances, um, or you're producing hay off of those fields or your hay is produced locally so that's important to to know whether you might have deficiencies and the final uh, micro mineral that i want to uh, talk about is selenium and whilst selenium is required for healthy horn growth it's one of these minerals we must be very careful to avoid over supplementing particularly if you're feeding inorganic forms of selenium for example sodium selenite is an inorganic form so typically we would say an upper limit of eight milligrams of selenium per day for 500 kilo horse is advisable you wouldn't want to be starting to to get much above that and you can end up if you are feeding multiple supplements um, you know you can start to reach those 8 to 10 milligrams of selenium. Um, the reason why you don't want high selenium, selenium, inorganic selenium particularly, is toxic and can lead to quite severe um, hoof disease, even to the extent that horses need to be uh, euthanized uh, due to selenium toxicity. It's a really nasty thing. So, the high soil selenium areas of the UK include Cornwall, North Devon, West Wales, and the Northeast. And again, uh, we put the link to the selenium map so that you can look at your uh, area and see if you are in a high selenium area. So, the thing with selenium, if you are going to supplement, it's much better to supplement with organic forms of selenium. And this might be shown as selenized yeast. So essentially, this is a yeast that is grown on a medium rich in selenium. And for reasons not entirely understood, this is actually much, much safer. You could probably feed 16 milligrams of selenium from selenized yeast and and still not have a problem where you could feed eight milligrams of inorganic yeast uh, sorry inorganic selenium in form of for example sodium selenite and that might be potentially borderline toxic the next components are that are often in uh, included in hoof supplements are omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acids now these are essential components of the horse's diet and contribute to uh, hoof health, but they have other benefits as well. Omega-3 and omega-6 are what we call essential fatty acids, meaning the body cannot produce them like the essential uh, amino acids. So the horse must get them through their diet. Omega-3 and omega-6 are vital components of cell membranes and in the context of the hooves they contribute to the cellular integrity of the hoof wall and other structures making them more sort of resilient and healthier now you may have heard before omega-3 has anti-inflammatory properties which can be beneficial 
in helping to control inflammation-related issues in the hoof, such as laminitis. Um, in this context of, of controlling inflammation, marine sources of omega-3, for example, from algae or from fish oil, have a greater anti-inflammatory action than vegetable sources. Now, in terms of marketing, companies will often try and sort of claim that uh, omega-3s from plants are just as effective. They're not. The omega-3s from marine sources, even though some people say, well, you know, it's not natural for horses to eat these things, um, that there's certainly no detrimental uh, effects that have been found from feeding horses marine sources uh, of, of omega-3s. Um, and these fatty acids not only uh, help with the the inflammation, they also help in maintaining the sort of natural moisture balance of the hooves, preventing them from becoming too dry, brittle, or too soft and weak. Uh, and one of the other interesting things is fatty acids may also enhance blood flow to the to the hoof, promoting growth and healing potentially. The last common ingredient I'm going to talk about is, uh, is vitamin E. And vitamin E is essential for hoof health due to its antioxidant properties and its role in supporting uh, healthy circulation, for example, immune function, cell integrity, integrity. And vitamin E doesn't just do this in the foot. Basically, vitamin E is doing this in every tissue throughout the body. Um, it's a powerful antioxidant that helps to protect cells, including those in the hoof, uh, from damage caused by free radicals. Free radicals, oxidative stress, certainly inflammation certainly play uh, a role, obviously, in laminitis. Uh, and this sort of protection supports the overall hoof integrity and resilience. It helps prevent cellular damage, promotes healing of the hoof tissue. Um, adequate vitamin E supports a healthy circulation, ensuring that blood and nutrients reach the hooves effectively. Um, because obviously the hooves get their nourishment for growth and repair from the, the blood circulation. Um, vitamin E obviously also supports the immune system, helping fight off infections and diseases. And of course, we, we get those in the feet. Um, vitamin E also is important in cellular repair and regeneration. Um, now, in terms of how much vitamin E a horse requires, well, this varies according to age, uh, gestational status, health, level of work. And in fact, that sort of probably applies to many of the things we're, we're talking about here in terms of uh, the, the, the minerals. These can have increased uh, requirements for horses that for example are in hard work um, but a mature horse in hard work should probably receive between about 2,000 and 4,000 international units per day you may see that expressed as, as milligrams per day um, there are different forms of vitamin E there's, uh, there's natural forms and there are synthetic forms um, and the natural forms are better absorbed and actually much more biologically active, so they're to be preferred. Um, now, we have got 
a number of articles on vitamin E and again we'll put the links to those in the uh, resources uh, attached to this podcast. So finally lots of different hoof supplements on the market what are you getting for your money which ones have the right stuff in which ones have the uh, the wrong stuff in which ones have the right amount of the right stuff well we've got some resources on the website where we've compared nine of the most uh, common hoof supplements on the market showing exactly what's in them and giving you uh, a rundown uh, and an opinion on those and again we'll put that the link to that uh, with the resources for this podcast so that you can have a look so hopefully you, you found that interesting. Um, as I said right at the start, there is evidence that uh, the hoof supplements can help. Much better to be building uh, healthy hooves from the inside out rather than perhaps put, relying too much on stuff that you try to put on the outside. And remember, the foot doesn't grow that quickly. Uh, there's, it's never too early to start feeding a hoof supplement because it's going to take two to three months before you can see that new growth. It's going to take a year before you've grown a completely new hoof. So have a look, see if you think your horse might benefit from a hoof supplement and check out the resources that are attached to this podcast. Bye-bye. 
To learn more about what we do and the hot topics under discussion, follow us on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter.